0: You know where you are! This is Appetite for Distortion.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number four hundred and twenty-six. My name is Brando. Welcome to the podcast, Mister John Five. How are you, sir?
0: I am well. How are you?
1: I am living the dream. Uh, Do I call you John, Mister Five, J Five, like the robot from Blackman? What do I call you?
0: (laughs) You can call me anything. Yeah, John. Anything
1: is fine. Okay. I wanted to set the table of my terrible sense of humor at the beginning, at least. So,
0: No, it's not a terrible sense of humor. It's a very good sense of oh, humor.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, what I was just doing, I guess, it's part of my sense of humor. Um, you're super busy, and I appreciate the time you've given me today. But I just tagged you on X Twitter. Uh, I had my six-month-old on my lap while we were watching the ghost video. But oh, yes. He, but he kept grabbing the phone as I was trying to tape yeah. him doing it. So uh, <laughs> first things first, because that's fresh on my mind. I know you've spoken about the, the new song you put out, The Ghost, being inspired by a new guitar, right?
0: Yes, yes, exactly.
1: So I'm curious whether yeah. it's your formula for this song or whatever you write that's you know an instrumental. What comes first? Is it a an inspiration? Is it a riff you're working on? Is it some sort of theme in your head that you're just letting it flow out of your fingers, so to speak? How did you write this one versus how you normally write?
0: How I normally write is, you know, I'll come up with a riff or a, or an idea, and then I'll just um, just keep going with that because I'm always playing guitar. I was just playing guitar just uh, a couple seconds before we. Got on the air here but um so it usually starts with an idea or a riff or something like that but then um with the ghost it, it's very strange because i got you know i had this prototype guitar that i used um on tour a lot and then what i did was when i got the guitar that was going to be uh you know put in stores and things like that i was like wow you know it sounds really good and it feels really good and then i started writing this song and playing this song and playing these ideas and i was like oh you know what i'm gonna just keep going on and this was uh april when the guitar came out so i started working on it i was like you know just playing and working it out and and i recorded it i did it actually really 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 fast because i was on tour with the fellas and um i recorded it and then just held it and i was like i'm gonna call it the ghost because it you know just from the guitar and i was like i'm gonna put it out like you know in october and it'll be fun and stuff like that so that's really i wish there was some kind of a cool like story like this ghost came down (laughs) and like talked to me and stuff but no it's just that's just the truth of how it really happens
1: well that's Cool, regardless, because I'm sure there's a lot of different ways that you come up with music. I mean, it's not always from a guitar. Before I, I lose it, do you know how many guitars you own? Do you have uh, I, a? I don't. No, you don't keep an itinerary. <laughs> I
0: I don't because I I get so many and I have so many, but um I have no idea, hundreds and hundreds. But um yeah, I don't really know, and which is terrible, I know, but I've just always honest when I give uh, you know when I'm doing interviews and conversations with people I'm always trying to be as honest as possible but I could say a number yeah I have an itinerary and this many and stuff but I really don't know because it hasn't been updated in so long so um, yeah I don't know but I should get on that
1: well I I mean I'm always honest too so I appreciate that that's kind of the atmosphere that I I want and I kind of like that answer because you're not it would been kind of crazy if you were i'm the one with the glasses but like kind of nerdy you know i have them all categorized by color and weight and all that so uh so i'm assuming do you have a like where do you keep a lot of them do you have like, like a clothing rack of guitars that comes out? <laughs> or,
0: uh, yeah <laughs> or are they all behind you I have right a, now uh, yeah i have a storage bin um actually it's really interesting there's a storage bin that um norm from Norman's Rare guitars out here mm in california he um was like this is where you should keep your guitars and it's temperature controlled and everybody has their guitars there and stuff like that so it's really funny because you know when you go to a storage space and you see people blah 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 but you see people like come to get their guitars out and it's like all these you know major rock stars and stuff like that so it's really uh it's really cool it's like this secret little storage area and major 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 people have their Guitars, there. It's really interesting.
1: That is cool. And what was interesting about you, you know, talking about rock and roll and guitars. I mean, you're tatted up. I'm tatted up. But when I read about you, it kind of all started with hee-haw. Is that how you 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 fell in love with the guitar? Was was was,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I. I, It's because I was so, like, I was just hypnotized by the TV so I watched everything I even loved commercials like I would just watch commercials and stuff like that and I it was just everything was like Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days and you know um Three's Company and everything I was just obsessed with TV but um early on I would watch uh Hee Haw because my parents watched it and I was like, whoa! I was totally blown away by the uh, by the musicianship. Oh, look at
1: what do you got there? So what, I had which,
0: yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. No, it's right. I have is, a. Uh, is there
1: a furry friend near uh, you?
0: <laughs> no, I my phone went off.
1: So. Oh, okay.
0: But yeah, I was just absolutely obsessed with Hihaw because they had so many great musicians on there, and I was so drawn to music you know i was like wow 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 it's so funny how something picks you you know like music i it was just it was like a whole new obsession and uh, i had older sisters so um they always played like you know rock music and stuff like that and jethro Tull and led zeppelin and all that stuff and i was like oh my god this is insane so uh yeah, hee haw was the thing for me. And you you know, you can't you can't deny those hee haw, those hee honeys.
1: <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> and I and I, I certainly won't. And that but that leads me to when I kind of started off the conversation with you know, you said you had older sisters. I'm the oldest of four. I'm the, the oldest brother of four. We're like the ninja turtles. And I, raising them I tried to they're they like rock and roll, but they're not the rockers I am. Now that I have my son you know, that's why I'm taking pictures of him listening to Guns N' Roses and listening to you know your music. We'd love to have him grow up to be – whatever he wants to do is fine, but if he's a rock right. star, great. So you're a dad too. How do your kids look at you? Do they look at you as just dad? Do they look at you as a rock star? How do they, they view you, and do they take anything off the, uh, the old block? Are they, are they like you?
0: You know, that's such a great question. Thank and you. I don't think I've been asked that question, but it's such a wonderful question because, you know, with, like my daughter was like really into Avril Lavigne and this was, you know, a very, very, very long time ago. And I was like, oh, you know, trying to be the cool dad and like trying to like go, oh, well, let. Let's go see Avril Lavigne. Let's go. You know she's at rehearsal, and I know her. And I and I was like, oh, Avril, this is my daughter Nikki, and stuff like that. You know, and and you know, I tried to do things like that. My son was really into Slipknot, and I was like, oh, here's Corey. You know, and and like, I try to just be the cool dad. And mm-hmm. and I mean, if if my dad was like, oh, John, here's Eddie Van Halen, I would have been like oh, my God, you know, I would have lost my mind or something. Or here's here's Ace really. you know, I would have just lost it. So I always tried to do that with my kids and, and uh, you know, do something like that for them. And when parents do that to me, which is very strange, I make sure I take the time And I talk to them, and I take pictures, and I listen to them. I I really, really listen to what they say and try to engage in conversation, because I know how important it is to them, how it was important to my kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love hearing that. And and normally my he's my little co-host now. I have a, a little uh, microphone rattle, but he is taking a well-needed nap right now. So I figured he. Oh good. Him. But there's an interview. I mean, uh, Paul Rogers and his wife are waving. They're playing Peekaboo on Zoom with him during one of my interviews. So to be able to show him that later, That's amazing. You know, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it's special because I'm lucky. I'm nowhere near you know your level of access, but to have whatever access and to kind of. Raise, you know, a little mini me of yours. So that's cool that you you have that bond with your with your kids. That's pretty special.
0: And just think of what videos you'll have and fun things you'll have like twenty years from now that you can show your kids. You know, and and I think that's really special.
1: You know, the kind of this is. Some of my segues are great. Sometimes I kind of force it. So this is a little forced. I know you weren't a kid at the time, but I would love to know when it was the first time you saw Motley Crue, and I'm not talking about this current leg, obviously. But back in the day, did you get a chance to see them growing up when you were younger, and did they have a, you know, impact on you then?
0: Well, I loved Motley Crue, of course. When they came out, Live Wire, I was like, again, glued to the TV, and I was like, whoa, and I already. that was like 1981 um i'm not sure of when the video came out late 81 early 82 i'm not sure but i was already playing guitar for a while and i was obsessed i was like this is amazing um and then they were coming to town and you know shout the devil came out and i was like oh my god this is incredible this is incredible uh i gotta go see them and they were touring with ozzy and it was a school night and you know i couldn't go my parents wouldn't let me go and i was just crushed but i did see them my very first time seeing them was theater of pain and i went and i remember this vividly i was so excited i was right up against the front right up against the front right right in front of mick and um it was so loud i mean it was so loud that i got nauseous (laughs) and this has never happened since i got nauseous and i had to i remember this vividly i had to go up to tier a so i walked up the stairs on the side to my right i remember this so vividly and i sat there on the stairs like this like because i was so nauseous (laughs) and uh but i absolutely loved the show i absolutely loved the show it was incredible so that was the first time but i was lucky enough to see so many amazing bands like because that's all i did was i went to concerts i just went to concerts like i saw guns and roses like when they first came out you know and and um You know, everybody, ACDC on the, for those about to rock tour, um, Metallica, of course, on the Master of Puppets tour, um, everybody, everybody you could think of, Slayer, South of Heaven, um, I just saw every concert there was, anybody, anybody that came to town, I saw Joan Jett, the police, you know, synchronicity tour. Uh, Everything. I just saw everything.
1: Uh, And and before we make the pivot to the GNR, do you remember the first show, first concert you ever went to? Because I have, I don't know if you you want to count a rock band, it was Eve 6. I'm 40, so Mm. maybe that that might, but as a real concert, it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at uh, Radio City Music Hall when they were doing that that tour. So I like to say the the, uh, Ninja Turtles was my first concert. Do you remember your very first one?
0: I do. I remember it. I, it was um, 1981, and it was on a weekend, so my mom would let me go. But <laughs> it was the first person I ever saw live on stage was uh, Iggy Pop, and mm. it was Iggy Iggy Pop, then Santana, then the Rolling Stones. Wow! So my first concert was in this massive stadium. And it was such a, like, life-changing experience. I was like, I, I just couldn't believe it, you know? And I loved the Rolling Stones, you know, and with my sisters. I knew every song. I knew how to play all the songs, everything like that. So it was uh, an incredible first concert. It was no, you know, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> but,
1: you know. I know, I know. So I know you're jealous. It's, I know you're jealous. Uh, uh, yeah here's the good segue of course you're with uh, motley crew uh right now and i'm looking forward to the, the the future what's to come i saw a tweet from nikki six about you know who would he would love to tour with because uh, i i think my wife it was too early i wanted to go to that uh that big tour with def Leppard, and i just couldn't make it this time around but i'm glad i'll be able to see you next time around but he said you know us and guns would rule the world uh you know, I want to make sure I give this to credit to a listener, uh, Garrett. Garrett Smith. Do you think there's enough water under the bridge, and the whole motley crew, GNR? I guess specifically, because uh, I mean, you guys seem to be all friends. We'll get into it. You and Slash are, are all friends, but the the Vince Axle elephants in the in the room sort of. Could you see that ever happening? A GNR motley tour?
0: Well, if you were to ask me in a re, in a reality sense like (laughs) bands that are touring and bands that i love my number one would be guns and roses and me and nikki talked about this he was like who would you want to tour with and no someone was asking us i forget who it was someone was asking us and we both said oh guns and roses and and just because it's such a perfect fit we both love them very much. Uh, and for friends. I mean, I love all the guys so much. And I've been friends with them for, you know, for a very long time. I mean, a long time. That very first show that I went to when they first started, I remember after the show, this was way before meet and greets and all that stuff. But they came out and sat i'll never forget this it was very weird they sat in these seats all of them and just talked to a couple people hanging out and i was hanging out we just talked and this was like so early on like when the video just hit or something like that and uh but that's when i met them and you know, and I would see them, and because I was getting tattooed at Sunset Strip Tattoo, and I would always see them, and I would see them at the Cat House. And so I've known them for that long, and I, I just think it would be a, a wonderful, wonderful tour.
1: I, I would... Oh my God. I, 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 it's one of those fantasy things. The reality versus the fan. I, I would hope that would happen. I will dream about that happening. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just put be that wonderful. out. I'll put that in, out into the, uh, the universe. But it's cool that you have done stuff with them uh, or with certain members throughout your career. One being Steven Adler. You were on uh, one of his uh, solo albums back in the day. Uh, can you talk? Right? Can you talk about uh, that? I'm trying to. I had it up on my notes, and now it's gone. Uh, oh yeah, on the uh, "Back from the Dead" album, "Good to Be Bad." So, can you talk yeah. about that experience recording with Steven?
0: Absolutely. I went to. You know, I've known Steven, of course, forever. <laughs> Again, like these. I was on tour with Metallica, and I was so young on the Injustice for All tour, and I would just hang out. Like, I'd hang out and hang out with the guys, and I was with um, Chuck from Megadeth. He was the drummer in Megadeth at the time, and we would just go hang out. So I was always with Metallica. We would go from place to place and all that stuff, and I would jam with the guys. We had a blast. And Steven Adler would come out, and Axel would come out, and, and so I just would hang out with Steven Adler a lot so i've known him for a long time too so steven to make a long story longer steven said hey come and play on my record and i was like of course of course dude no problem so i i went to this house and it was um i think it was jeff Pilson's house i could be wrong or i could be wrong so i go to the house but i go to the wrong house and i have my guitar on i have like like i was a mess i'd like Weird! I would look all crazy and I had like all this gear with me and I was knocking on the door, come on, come on, knocking on the door. And somebody answered and they were like, Oh my God, Oh my God, what? (laughs) And I was at, I was at the wrong house. And then I like had to like walk down like the street with all this gear. And I went to the right house and I finally got in there. And they said Slash did the exact same thing. He went to the wrong house. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So um, but no, it was great. You know, I went in there, knocked it out, and you know, Steven's always been such a wonderful guy. I mean, they've they're all just great, great people, and um, you know, it's it's wonderful to have good friends. In, in the business like that for so many, many, many years.
1: That's that's what you like to hear, you know, because everyone, yeah. it's, it's behind, like in front, what you can see, rock star and music, great, but I love finding out who these people are and they're all kind of just fans like the rest of us. And uh, that's kind yeah. of how you come off as well, why well, I was excited to talk with you uh, uh, today. And, and I guess while we're on the topic, speaking of Slash, you have jammed with him before. Have you guys ever spoken about doing anything together? Uh, you know, what when you guys get together, is there stuff that you learn from each other as guitar well, players?
0: I will say this: uh, you know, I, Slash is a dear, dear friend, and and I told him this, and he he was he couldn't believe it. But like, welcome to the jungle. You know, I was I. I'm from Gross Point, Michigan, it's a very, very, very beautiful place to live. Just very nice and um, very safe. And I was obsessed with getting out to California, you know, getting out here. And I, I just, it's just what had to happen. But that's a, the song that really pushed me to move out here and start my uh to to really go for it so and i told him that and he he like he couldn't believe it he was like that ah, that's the thing you know but i think inspiration is so important same thing with the beatles you know beatles the beatles loved like little richard and they loved elvis and they loved you know all these acts and it's a, and it and then it goes back to like You know, even if you talk about Elvis, Elvis loved, you know, this. And so inspiration doesn't matter who you are. If you're Mozart or Beethoven, they're inspired by somebody as well. And I think that inspiration is one of the most important things you can have because that is that thing that will take you to the next level. And it's not just with music. It's anything, movies or sports, you know, like... How many kids swinging a bat are, you know, love Babe Ruth or anything like that? You know, so inspiration in the world is so imperative.
1: Agreed. Agreed. And uh, your great cover, Welcome to the Jungle, off the 2007 record, The Devil Knows My Name. I mean, I'm assuming that's, you had to get that out. You know, probably had to get that out of your system, right?
0: That's what it was all about. And, <laughs> um, and, but you know Slash is uh, uh, again a dear friend and I have nothing but the utmost respect for him
1: right on Uh, and and let me ask as well because a few people did ask I thought it was just me wondering were you ever uh, contacted by Axl Rose when they were looking going through all the guitarists during that Chinese democracy period were you ever on that that short list of uh, of people that eventually made it into the band like Bumblefoot and Buckethead was it ever Eric got the call
0: I don't think so, because I think that I was already working. I think I was in Manson and Zombie and all that stuff at mm-hmm. the time. But I I never got the call. But um, I love Chinese Democracy. I love that record. I You know, I really do. I really love everything they've done. So it's, um, uh, I think... and i saw all the tours and and then with buckethead and i just loved it i i think it was great as well it was it was fun you know and that's what i think that's what music's about it's not supposed to be like hmm you know i think music is supposed to be enjoyed and it's a lot of fun and that's how i look at it and uh you know but when the guys got got back together you know it was it was magical i I was at that troubadour show Mm. and um steven was supposed to play and he hurt his back i don't know if i'm supposed to say this but yeah he was supposed to come up and play but he he hurt his back
1: That was that's been the rumor i don't know if that's ever been like yes this was the case but that's been the uh the long rumor of, of the situation there um, and
0: yeah then, I was I was on the phone with Steven actually when I was there and I was like yeah dude they're gonna start and all this stuff you know and he's like tell me how it is you know I feel horrible I think he was supposed to come up and play a couple songs or something but he was like I can't believe this my back and he really threw his back out and he was in so much pain
1: well hopefully he makes uh, more guest appearances in the future because it's uh, he's, yeah. a, he's a special performer and you know, I'm too young to have seen that version of Guns N' Roses. The first version I saw was with Buckethead, so I love that version. And only ask quickly, have you ever – because he's a similar artist as far as being instrumental and, uh, and forgive my lack of terminology because I'm not a musician, but noodling and, you know, I think he's maybe a fan. And that's, you know, it opened my eyes to instrumental artists like, like you. Have you ever met Buckethead? Because both of you would be – Oh, yeah. Uh, what's he like in person? Have you ever seen him without the oh. bucket? <laughs>
0: Actually, so I know Buckethead and I've um, all that stuff. And we, you know, of course, I love Bucket and he knows all of my records and things like that. So I would go to his shows and he comes to mine and I was like, where was I? I was in Anaheim. And, you know, because he loves Disneyland and I, he played at the House of Blues in Anaheim. And somebody came out and he said, "Oh, Bucket wants to like say hi and things like that." So I was waiting there, and he comes down, and he's got the Michael Myers mask on, <laughs> and um, and he was and he talked really, really soft. And he said, uh, "Hey, John, I, I love your playing. You do that country thing so well." And I was like, "Oh, wow, that's cool." He said, "You do that country thing so well." And so, you know, I've not seen him without the bucket or the mask, but I don't want to Mm. because that's what's so cool about it's like seeing, you know, like Superman come down, you know, without the cape and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I but a lot of people were like, oh, Buckethead was at your show and but
1: I wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> I love that. I really love I
0: that. I love that, too. Oh. I love it, too,
1: yeah. Oh, very, very cool. I know I only have you here for a few more minutes. It's been a big topic of conversation. I know you were just on Eddie Trunk about it, uh, working with David Lee Roth, who I think is phenomenal, who is just so underrated in so many ways. I mean, he's, he is, he's not. He's supposed to be one of the best of all time, but just after I read his book just what he's been through in his life is there something about David Lee Roth that people wouldn't expect uh, or a misnomer you think having worked so closely with him uh, on that album or the songs that are now finally uh, coming out something that we may not know about Dave as a person
0: Um, I mean Dave is a person so I'm just using myself as an outsider looking in but um he is you know because you see david lee roth and like the whole thing but he's so in tune when he's in the studio he's very 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 meticulous and 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 just listens and dissects everything and i was surprised you know when i did the first record with him, uh, the dlr band um, you know he uh we just did it live and and recorded and and all that stuff and it was so fast it was like a blink of an eye and it's like oh my god it's over and i've always thought like is that how these magic magical van halen records were like they just record recorded and it was like done so quickly and it, it was just so strange to think of like these classic records that were done in a blink of an eye but all the recording I did with Dave was done really quick. But something that people wouldn't know, well, we would go over the songs at his house. So we would go over the ho- songs at his house, and in the winter time, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, <laughs> okay. but like it gets cold here in Los Angeles. You know, well, when we say cold, it's it's yeah. like you know. Fifty degrees, or you know, something like that. The New
1: that. Yorker and me rolled my eyes, but so that's okay.
0: I know exactly. Forty degrees sometimes. so Let's not get crazy. But I'll go over to his house, and I'll be playing, <laughs> and it will be so cold in his house because he likes his doors open and things like that. He's got this unbelievably gorgeous house that he grew up in. Mm. Um, he has it was his parents' house and he grew up in this massive, beautiful house, but he would give me this like, literally like snowsuit, like <laughs> in, um, like a Christmas story where you can't yeah. put your arms down. You know, I can't put my arms down. So, cause it was so cold and I would be like playing like this with this big snowsuit on. It was so funny.
1: Oh, that's funny. Why would you, that's, that's a, that's a funny story. That's what I was asking for. No trouble needed. Oh, well, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah and let me just ask this as we wrap up what's because we were, we started off with the ghost which is available on your the video is available on your website all the streaming platforms if you want to watch the video we get to see your your cute little doggie wearing sunglasses at the end looking like a rock star uh, yeah. what is the, what's next for you and what can you tell us about New Motley Crue is there anything that you can uh, tell us um, that you're able to tell us
0: so I go to Japan tomorrow with uh, with Motley, and uh, then we go to Australia. And I just saw today that um, we're playing Summerfest in Wisconsin. I think it's June 21st, which, listen, I've said this before, but nothing makes me happier than playing in the States, in the summertime. It is my favorite thing to do. So um, we're starting to release some, um, sh- some shows, and I would think, I hope, I, you know, that the new songs will be out by then, because they're done. So they have like a, you know, big marketing plans and managers and all this stuff. And so they, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it will be released before we get out there uh, next summer and then i start my tour after australia with motley i start my instrumental tour in late january starting here in um, orange county and then we do the el Ray theater here in los angeles and then we go everywhere everywhere so and then we do that until like the beginning of march so yeah lots of stuff going on i'm so happy and so fortunate and so lucky. It's literally like a dream. Like I wake up and I go, you know, is this really happening? You know, cause I always think that, you know, I've said it before. I always think that I'm going to wake up and go, God, I had this crazy dream that, mm. you know, I was in Motley Crue and <laughs> my friends were these guys and I was, you know, known all over the world and I was on the cover of magazines and it, it's just, uh, very strange to even, uh, think about this.
1: Well, you you deserve it. You put the work in. You're obviously extremely humble. Uh, I I really appreciate your time today, and you feel free to cut me off because I don't know if you have a second interview after this because I just forgot to ask you something real quick. Or do yes, you, go ahead. You were in the Guns N' Roses video for perhaps it was like a live video. Do you know how that? That's right. Yeah. How did that happen? Do you did you know that you were going to be in it?
0: Um. Yeah, I was, I, I had no idea. We were staying in the same hotel when we were in London. And so, um, you know, the guys were there and uh, I said hello to everybody in the lobby, you know, hugs. It was me and Tommy. We were walking back mm-hmm. up to the room and me and Tommy were like, I think we were just walking around or or something like that. Went to go get churros or something. So me and Tommy were walking back, and we see all the guys, and we hug them and say hello and stuff like that. And I I mean, it's so cool that uh, you know they put that in the video. I I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Now it was it was a real surprise to see you. Thanks you. I almost uh, completely forgot to ask you because hopefully. I get you back on again. There's so much to talk with you about, to pick your brain. Uh, John Five, this was a pleasure, and I hope we get to do this again.
0: Me too. Thank you very much.
1: You got it. So that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Yeah!